Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rourke with Tommy Grisafi with Advanced Trading. A livestock futures to the plus side on Friday, but another bloodbath in the grains. Tommy, new contract lows in corn and even in the soybean futures. How much of this was long liquidation this week, this bloodbath um, with March options going go into expiration? And then we've got first notice day coming up next week, right? Yeah, that should pretty much take up the show. So we did have March options expire. Uh, puts were worth an incredible amount of money. The calls all pretty much expired worthless. I mean, we went through $4 today. Uh, earlier in the day, I had actually bought a couple $4 calls for myself and just scalped them. But uh, bloodbath, uh, basis contracts, the, the farmer really uh, underestimated the potential for the market to go lower. I don't know who uh, talked to him about that. I've watched your shows and other shows. I think there's been plenty of analysts who have said, Hey, with the carryout this big, the last time we were this big, we were 350 corn. And that's when we were 450 corn. We all kept saying, hey, with the carryout this big, last time this happened, we're 350 corn. There's a couple things that should really scare the American producer right now. Number one, interest rates are three times higher than they were the last three or four years and the last 10 years before, before that. Two, if you adjust the price of corn based on inflation, not only are we 399 futures and 360, 350 cash across the country, but adjusted for inflation, this is like them selling $3 corn. So as you yeah. know, a new pickup, so much more expensive, everything's so much more expensive. And the cost to produce the 23 crop, it was the most expensive crop they've uh, ever put in the ground. This is like deja vu though. The same thing happened when the December contracts went off the board, didn't it? It did. And, uh, you know, just estimating that maybe corn was 60 cents higher then. So there's a whole group of people who said, I dropped corn off at harvest. You know, I'm just going to roll it or move forward. And as you roll, you know, the every month in the futures is higher than the next. So it's expensive to do that. Uh, we've dealt with inverses for the last few years uh, before the Ukraine war, during the Ukraine war, especially during that. Tomorrow marks the two-year anniversary. February 24th is the two-year anniversary of the Ukraine war. And I had said on several shows, Although it feels good the markets are going up, this is the worst thing that could ever happen because when it looks like Ukraine's not going to produce crops, everyone else is going to get in the crop business. When mm -hmm. Ukraine comes back online, it's going to decimate the markets. Even worse than that, Ukraine's still not all the way back up online. Say they're running at 70%, but Russia's had big crops. America had big crop. South America's planting uh, fence row to fence row. We've expanded acres and hectares all over the world right into poor demand. And you add up the poor demand, the higher interest rate, the funds selling, March expirations. What if I missed first notice day? Yeah. And this is the conundrum that uh, as we go into the end of the month, I'm not so sure when you and I go down to Commodity Classic next week that everyone's going to be walking around as confident as they were the year before. What are you thinking about next week? You know, are we going to start to see some of the farmers selling dry up or will the funds quit pushing that short side of the market as hard as they are? I do think you'll see the short selling, uh, the shorts dry up on the fund selling. Hold on, I'm messing it up. The farmer should have sold what they needed to for this time frame. The funds that are short may have even added to it. We'll find out later today. Did they add to it this week? If the funds are still adding to the short, this could get really ugly. I'll tell you something. The Dow Jones, the S&P, and the NASDAQ all made new record highs yesterday, and it's flirting with them today. While that's happening, corn is making new three-year lows. So stock market all-time high, corn three-year lows. Absolutely, there's plenty of money around. If the funds want to add, 
the trend is your friend and grains are going from the bottom left of the chart to the bottom right and funds tend to add and they will get over short and we will have a vicious pop. But from where's the question? We end the week with $4 futures and that is not impressing anyone. So let's talk about what could change the trend because the South American production issues that we thought were down there so far, even with private estimates going down, that has not changed the trend or the trajectory of this market. So what will it take? Something that you and I don't know about because you talk to as many analysts and brokers and experts as anyone I know, and we all know the same stuff. We know the USDA numbers. We know how much is planted. We, you know, the, the local cash market, your basis, some people say the government's in the different uh, firms don't tell the truth, but the basis tells the truth. And cash corn as of today is 325 in Western North Dakota. And it's not that price because they're running out. There's too much corn in America. There's too many people who held on to beans because they heard that the, uh, the whole biodiesel industry would need them all. Well, they'll need them and maybe they'll give you a 25 cent better price. But there are people who just lost $2 on beans because they're going to get a 25 cent basis pop from these new plants. So some of the thinking's messed up. It, it, it hurts to see the stock market do so well and the grains do so bad. The only good news of that, I do have good news. The stock market making all-time highs should help land prices from collapsing. Uh, if we stayed at $4 cash corn for several years, one would think land would come down. But with equity markets at all-time highs, I think land uh, will have a nice pullback, 10 15%, but not this... Uh, 25, 30% pullback in land some people are talking about. The other thing we have to look at is, you know, how low do prices have to go to change any of the planting intentions that producers already have? Well, when I look at social media and the internet, I see a lot of producers showing pictures of seed showing up. If you just unloaded uh, 10 boxes of corn seed with a skid steer, corn would have to go a lot lower to change your mind. There are always acres that can flex, sometimes due to a human decision, sometimes due to Mother Nature. As you know, North Dakota can flex acres just due to weather. Uh, the I think you're going to see more cotton planted. And if you're planting cotton, you better be hedging cotton. I think you're going to see more rice planted. If you're hedging rice, you better be planting, you know, uh, if you're planting rice, you better be hedging rice. But the I-States, Michelle, are just famous for corn and beans. And when folks are on a corn and bean rotation, nothing's going to change. You're not going to see an Iowa farmer say they're going to plant a lot of cotton this year. That's not how it works. And you know that. And it sounds like I'm being funny, but the only way the acres can change are from the fringe areas and the products that are grown in the fringe areas, like sunflowers up in North Dakota, canola, they're all at now depressed prices. So pick the one you could lose the least on and go with that. But Tommy, even if we see any fringe acres, any switch out of that, it's going to take a big, big production issue to cut into this big supply that we have anyways, isn't it? Uh, yes, but we've had much bigger supplies this. When you think of the drought of uh, 88, I think we had like 4 billion uh, bushel carryover. Uh, we, we have a 2 billion, 2, 2, 2, 3, 2, 4, 2, 5. With a production problem, these markets could light up. So the powder keg would be what everyone knows. The funds are really short. If we threw in an aggressive weather problem or a major purchase from a foreign country, that may be the spark or catalyst to get it going. I often watch crude oil in the outside markets. Crude oil was down a couple dollars today. Outside markets are pretty much unchanged. The, everything's disconnected. Grains are on their own. They're trending lower. The trend's your friend. I hate to say this. We're, well, I'm happy to say this. We're establishing crop insurance right now. The month of February is almost over. Uh, your government floor is nowhere near it's been the last few years. But the risk to the farmer is that they grow a record crop and the market goes down at this point, Michelle, because they're so undersold. Yeah. 
sometimes markets bottom when the news is the worst. Is that a potential? Yeah, they always bottom at the when the things look the worst, and they yeah. look pretty bad right now. And they always peak when things look great. Uh, I remember driving into Chicago. It was just a beautiful Tuesday day. Everything felt fine, and then planes started going through the Pentagon and buildings. I mean, you know, sometimes things happen. Obviously, we have the uh, Russia-Ukraine war. We have Gaza-Israel. There's some things going on. We have a major election with uh, the two major candidates or older. Uh, things can change fast in election year. But I will say this. This administration has every reason in the world to try to get uh, food inflation lower. Yeah, no doubt. And like you say, because it's a presidential election year, that will probably be um, making that a factor. Okay, let's talk about the livestock complex. We have seen fund money, while it's coming out of the grain sector, it's actually going into the livestock sector, especially cattle again here. And we had higher cash trade this week. So do you think the funds are going to continue to buy over there? Anytime the cattle sell off hard, it feels like it's the start of another one of these big drops. But those those drops have been bought very quickly, seeing major buying here uh, on cattle on dips. Hogs, I think I think we had June hogs either hit 100 or get real close to it uh, yesterday and today. 99 cent hogs for June. Things are so much better there. Michelle, look how bearish the hog market was at the end of 23 and beginning of 24. It looked like there was no hope. Prices have done nothing but rocket. We'll need a move like that in grains to uh, get a little bit of optimism in the ag community. Well, the lower grains have to be helping the bottom line for those cattle and hog guys, I would think. Yeah, affordable meal, affordable corn, all the products, uh, different things that you know spin out of the ethanol plants, uh, your DDGs. Everything's on sale right now. It's a good time uh, to uh, <laughs> they're finally getting relief. But strange enough, my friends in the ethanol industry make more money when corn's at seven than they do when it's at three. And I still have a hard time understanding that one, but that's just a fact. The uh, people in the ethanol industry aren't making nearly what they were when corn was almost double the price just a few years ago. Interesting. All right. Thanks for joining us. Tammy Thank Gersoffi with Advanced Trading. That's Markets Now.